It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Hey, beautiful women. This is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to The Bravehearted Woman. This is a podcast designed to help you find your brave so you can live out your beautiful vision. I have been working with women for years, and now I want to help you too. I'm here to awaken the brave heart inside of you so you can ignite the flame of your vision, you can reach your goals, and achieve your dreams. Come on, let's get brave. Thanks for joining me again today. It's so great to be with you. It's always a good time, isn't it, when we come together. This podcast is designed to help you become brave. That's what we're doing here. And by the way, brave enough to admit that sometimes you are stinking afraid, but you are gritty enough to keep moving forward. And that's what it means to be a brave-hearted woman. I'm here to help you have an amazing life. I want you to have fun have an adventurous life. I don't remember who said it, but the quote goes like this, life is an adventure to be lived, not a sentence to be served. So I want you to have an audacious life, a meaningful and beneficial life to to you and to everyone you love. And today I want to deliberate about something I've been thinking about a little bit. This form of faulty logic that we often fall into called limiting beliefs. A limiting belief is a state of mind, by the way, and it restricts you from personal growth. It restricts you from development or taking action in some way in your life. It just limits you in some arena, if not all arenas of your life. Puts a straitjacket on you, keeps you and your ability to move forward locked, landlocked. Limiting beliefs are like putting a chokehold on your faith. You don't take risks that are required to live this beautiful, audacious life because you don't believe in yourself. So this faulty logic, this fragile, flawed thinking that often becomes more than just a way we think, it becomes the way in which we become. It is not just a way we consider things, it is the way we do life. A vow, a judgment that we lock ourselves into that really produces grooves in our brain that our brain loves to choose as the first and favorite route. 
Yes, because when you have an event or a circumstance, your brain goes, oh, I know this one. I'm going to automatically go there. You're going to automatically feel emotionally, mentally, and spiritually this way. I'm going to bring you right down that familiar path. So these beliefs, I just, I can't help but share with you. We've got to become aware of these and rid ourselves as much as possible because they will squash, cork, quell, quench, whatever word you want. They're going to kill your dreams, cage your voice. Limiting beliefs are going to stop you. You might believe, by the way, that you are the only one who has these limiting beliefs that kind of creep up, but you're not. We all have them. I have them. The difference in someone who is successful and those who struggle is not the presence of limiting beliefs or the lack thereof, but it is indeed what they choose to believe or do about the limiting faulty logic that's present. So for example, everyone has beliefs about themselves. Everyone. And some of those beliefs that we have are very powerful. They're uplifting. They're empowering. They're of good report. They are positive. But other beliefs that we hold are very demeaning and limiting, destructive, very restrictive, very negative. We have beliefs about our identity. First of all, the I am not version of this. I am not something enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated. I'm not wealthy enough. I'm not, you know, on and on and on it goes. I am not something enough. I'm not smart enough, quick enough. I'm not sensitive enough. All of the things, all of the places and the ways that we are deficient. Then we have beliefs about our ability. I can't do things. I'm not able to do these. I can't. I'm not wired that way. I'm not gifted that way. I'm not talented like that. I can't do it because I don't possess the skill. Or what about validity? I am not deserving of this nice thing. I'm not worthy of a beautiful life, but you don't understand. I don't qualify for that. I'm not valid. I'm not worthy enough. And then we have limiting beliefs about the capability of something. I don't have the resources I need. I don't have the know-how. I don't have the right connections. I don't have the influence. I don't have enough money. So we have all of these limiting beliefs, this feeble, faulty, false logic about ourselves. But we also have beliefs about others. We think that others are more of something because of, because of course we're less than, others must be more. They have a better result. They have better potential. They are more powerful. They are more equipped. They are going to possess some quality or motive that's better than yours. Or maybe you have a negative outlook on others. Others are just selfish. Others will do something. Others will be mean to me. Others will reject me. Others will neglect me and misuse me. Others will discard me when they're done with me. 
Maybe you have limiting beliefs and that's keeping you out of a really fulfilling relationship. You reject someone before they reject you because you have, yes, hear me, you have some limiting beliefs about others. And maybe you also think that somehow you're a special form of victim that no one, others don't have problems like me. Others don't understand what I'm going through. Others don't experience the negative things that I've gone through in my life. I'm a special form of wounded. Others couldn't possibly have as much pain as I do. You see how that works? We all have these beliefs about something. What about beliefs about the world, how the world works? We have these sweeping general beliefs about the world that maybe you think the world is a dangerous place. The world is cutthroat. It's dog eat dog. The world, life is not easy. Nothing in life is easy. So where do these beliefs come from? Our conclusions, our decisions, where do they come from? And that is what limiting beliefs are, right? It's a state of mind or a set of beliefs that you've adopted as being truth. And first thing I want to say to you right now is I'd like you to challenge those beliefs. Is it really true? I'd like you to think about your rules, the rules that you have for living, the rules about you, the rules you have about others, and the rules you have about the world. And I'd like you to ask, is it really true? And why I'm at it, you have world rules about church too. We have beliefs about people and church is one of the places where a big fat conglomeration of people dwell. That's why many of us don't want to go to church because we think the church is just filled with a bunch of hypocrites. Of course, we aren't one. We're just we're just a, a good-willed person doing their best, but everyone else is a hypocrite. Okay, but I, that's my pastoral side getting just a little bit off. <laughs> but where do these beliefs come from? Why have we made decisions? Why have we made judgments? Why have we made vows about these limiting beliefs? So first of all, the anatomy of the limiting belief. You have the belief itself, and then you place a judgment with it and then you really cement it in with a vow so what that looks like is i believe the world is dangerous i believe the world is dangerous because it's filled with bad people i believe the world is dangerous because it's filled with bad people therefore i will never trust anyone do you see the progression i have a belief and then i put a judgment with it and then i cement it in with a vow well, these beliefs come from so many sources. First of all, of course, they come from our experience. What did you experience as a child? What did you experience as a young woman in school? Or what did you experience with your first love or in a dating situation? What did you experience in your siblings, with your siblings, or in your birth order, where wherever it is that you fit in? What did you experience? What kind of love or what kind of relationship did you have with those that were in charge of you, those that were the, the authorities or the parental people in your life? Was it positive? Was it good? Was it negative? That's where some of your beliefs are coming from, is what you experienced in your childhood. And I want to remind you that just because you experienced doesn't make it truth. It makes it a fact. 
That's what you experienced. And if it was painful, I am so sorry because no beautiful child should ever, ever have to experience that kind of pain. But I also do know that this is the world and it's not heaven. And this is the place where pain exists and sorrow and hurt exist. And because we're in it, we're going to get caught up in it. We're going to be, we're going to feel it. We're going to be a victim of it for sure. But once again, we come to the power of choice. Just because we experience something doesn't mean it's truth for us for all time, for the rest of our existence and our life. So we're going to challenge those beliefs. What about training? We do get a lot of our beliefs from training, or in other words, what we learned through watching the world and what was modeled to us, what we saw those that were our authorities, our moms, our dads, our grandpas, our grandmas, our teachers, our pastors, our religious leaders. What did we see them doing? What did we see? What did we learn as we were watching? Now, remember that when we see these things, we make judgments and we make decisions. And what does a child know about life? So I'm going to tell you that the majority of the time as a child, we get it wrong. We get, we give an interpretation, we give a meaning to it. And oftentimes, because kids have magical thinking, which isn't a good thing, we think it goes like this. Those people mistreated me because I'm flawed. I'm bad because I don't deserve anything good because they're cut from a finer quality of cloth than me. We don't see it for what it is that these people hurt me because they are a wounded individual themselves or because they made a mistake. We don't say, oh, that authority person hurt me because they personally right now are going through a really difficult time and just lost a loved one and they're confused. We don't know all that. We just say, hey, they hurt me because I'm bad. So we've, we've made some limiting, we've developed some limiting beliefs because we've made some decisions based on wrong information or no information at all. Well, some of our limiting beliefs do come from our education. I cannot tell you how many times I've talked to parents who sent their children in education one way and they came out another with a wholesale change on their belief system. Sometimes that's good. A lot of times it's been wrong. We've sent kids to school in higher education framework of faith and a set of religious beliefs, perhaps, and they come out with absolutely no faith whatsoever. And they make us, I'm going to surrender my set of values and my faith. And instead I'm going to accept a higher form of enlightenment. Okay. Well, let me know how that's working for you. Well, what about fear? Some of our limiting beliefs do indeed come from the fact that fear is all around us. Instead of facing fear head on, we make excuses and we start believing things that restrict us because it is easier to believe this than to face the fear or to step up and become brave because I don't have, maybe we think, the fortitude of heart. It's feeble. It's faulty. It's, I'm, I'm nervous. And so instead of just facing our fear, we begin to believe lies that say, 
I'm safer if I say no to that. That's good for some people, but for me, I'm the kind of person that just likes to be in the background. I'm the kind of person who doesn't really need the attention. You know, okay, all that's great, but what if you're anointed to be a speaker? Or what if you're anointed to be a lead voice in an arena? But because of your limiting belief, because you have fear. And I know for me, whenever fear has been present, fear can weave a tale, a story, a narrative like you can't believe. Well, maybe you can believe it because maybe you've experienced the same thing too. But when fear gets in our psyche and we listen to that and we believe that, then after we think it, meditate it, or ponder it for a while, we're going to feel it to our very bone. We're going to feel fear. And then when we feel something, we're going to act. We're going to act afraid. We're going to live afraid and forget what Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. No, that's not very smart. I'm going to undo it afraid. I'm going to sit here and I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to take leaps of faith. I'm not going to move forward. I'm not going to advance the ball of my career or accelerate or increase And anyway, I'm not going to expand. I'm going to live small because small is safe. Oh, hogwash. Small isn't safe. It's just a limiting belief that you've chosen to believe. So I want to challenge your limiting beliefs today. I want you to think about what you're thinking about. Is your thought life true? Is it effective? If you want to change your life, you've got to start by changing your thinking. If you want to improve your life, improve your thinking. If you want to expand your life, expand your thinking. And I'm not saying that we don't weigh what we're thinking with the authoritative word, the Bible, which is what I believe. I'm not saying anything goes, but just be really selective and be a student. Be aware of you and your voices inside your head and what you're whispering to yourself because you have the most influence over you. It is your voice. And I just want to say that some of our thinking is just flat out defective. So we can't. And if you're not sure, let me just share with you. Here's some. Tell me if this is limited or if it's unlimited. Tell me if these are restrictive or if they're unrestrictive. I miss my window to do great things. I don't know the right people. I'm all alone. I don't have anyone. I'm not smart enough. I don't have a college education, so, you know, who am I anyway? I'm not the right person to lead. And what about this? Age is just a number. In God's economy, I am an eternal being. I know everyone I need to know. God will make a way. He'll make the divine connections. God said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I have the best business partner ever. So I'm not alone. Alone is a feeling. It's not a fact. It's not truth. I have divine wisdom. Education does not measure creativity, success, brilliance, or any other quality I need to succeed. I'm a daughter of the creator of the universe. I'm freaking awesome. I can be anything I choose to be. All right. That wasn't hard to figure out, was it? (laughs) You know it. You are smart. You is brave. You is strong. You is anointed. You is powerful. You 
are a brave-hearted woman. So this week, I want you to think about what you're thinking about. Once again, just here's your, your reminder. This isn't fresh news, but it's always, always good to be reminded of something that we know. And I want you to think, how many times a day do I have a strong, powerful, limiting belief echoing in the chambers of my mind and my heart? And when you find it, I want you to strike it down and I want you to replace it with something more empowering, something true, something beautiful, and something that gives you a sense of freedom, joy, victory, and bravery. All right, will you do it? All right, my brave-hearted sister, that is what I have for you today. And I'm going to leave you like I always do. I want you to find your brave and live your vision. If you're ready to do that, email me at dawn at braveheartmentor.com. That's once again, dawn at braveheartmentor.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And when you contact me, I will make sure that you get my free gift called Ignite Your Confidence and Soar with Self-Esteem. This is your moment. I want you to have that. So once again, email me at dawn at braveheartmentor.com. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.